You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about some ways that you can leverage your message to grow your business. With today's technology, there are literally hundreds of ways to serve more people with your message. And in today's Business Builder, we'll be giving you a lot of ideas that you can use right away. That's up in a bit, but first is our success interview. Today we are talking with the founder of Amy Matthews Integrated, Amy Matthews. Amy believes that business owners should leverage their marketing in the hands of a trusted partner so they can be free to focus on their clients. Through her business, she helps entrepreneurs build custom-focused marketing solutions that help them stand out in a very crowded market. I'm really excited to learn more about her business and see what the future has in store for her. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited about our conversation and to learn about um, you and your business. And this is definitely an area that um, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of people have questions on. I love to start each of my conversations with our guests by asking you to share a little bit about your business, how you started it, and how it's evolved over time. Okay. Um, My business actually started, the roots of it started many years ago, many decades ago when I was in college. I fell in love with marketing in college. And so 25 years later, I had had a corporate career and done lots of things in that part of my life. And I went to a period where I was a stay-at-home mom. And we were having a conversation at the dinner table once. My husband and I were talking about starting a business. And my daughter, who was five at the time, said, Mommy's job is being a mommy. She's just a mommy. And it really (laughs) made me, I know, it made me pause for a minute. And I thought, I am a mommy, and that's my favorite job. But I wanted her to see me as so much more, and I really wanted her to see that women can be anything they set their mind to be and that they can achieve Mm -hmm. anything. And that's where I started um, Amy Matthews Integrated, which I call AMI. And Mm -hmm. it came out of that conversation of wanting her to see how people, and women especially, could succeed. And then it grew from there in my love of marketing and my love of that mission for women to do great things and be powerful and be seen as all the things they wanted to be seen as, not just one factor. And Mm -hmm. that all started... um, back in 2014, where I really started to build the business and turn it into something that I could be proud of, that my daughter could be proud of, and that I could pass on to her one day. 
What kind of challenges did you face or come up against when you kind of made that transition? Because I, I believe personally being a, a mom or being at home raising children is actually the hardest job you can ever do. It takes <laughs> so much talent, skills, patience, everything. But then when you make that shift, because you're really trying to find that, that balance between the two, um, what kind of challenges did you face and how did you overcome those? Um, well, I would say the challenges never really go away because as you grow the business, and especially as an entrepreneur, you have this desire and almost burn inside yourself to keep doing more and achieve. And it's about uh, allowing, in my case, my child, my daughter, to come into that, to understand where that was coming from. So, mm -hmm. yes, I still have that pull all the time. She still mm -hmm. cries because mommy has to work sometimes. But it's about, um, her name is Mia. It's about Mia mm -hmm. understanding what that is and involving her in the business and making sure she's right there with us. She asks us about clients at the dinner table because she takes a vested interest in it. And I think the more excited you can make them about what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, the better it is for them. And that's, that's the biggest challenge is as a mom, you have to let go of the guilt because being a mom, I do think, is one of the hardest, most fulfilling jobs you'll ever have. And mm -hmm. as moms, we often take on a lot of guilt we don't need to take on, but we heap it on ourselves. And right. so I'm trying to teach her how what I do is special and important and mm -hmm. model for her what she can do and involve her in it. I ask her questions and really creating that balance. I used to think you can't have all things all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's partially true, but I'm learning how to carve out that time. I carve out time for her every day. She's on my calendar, which she knows and loves that there's mm -hmm. mommy Mia time every day. Um, mm -hmm. That helps a lot is to make that balance work and understand that I'm not perfect, although I call myself a not-so-recovering perfectionist, but I'm trying to get closer <laughs> to the recovering part. Oh, how funny. And, you know, I think that, you know, you said something about putting that time on your calendar. I think that it's really important we look at our schedule, our day. I know for me, I'm, I mean, I'm constantly shifting, and I'm in my early 60s, so um, I'm still learning, but I still looking at balancing my schedule. And even just the last month, I've made a couple tweaks to narrow down the time I open up for mm -hmm. appointments and calls because I was spreading them out over more of the day and then I was having these really choppy blocks of time to do projects and get things done. So what happens is nothing really got done because I was doing so many stops and starts. Absolutely. I know for me that's a harder way, way to get things done. So I think it's important to really look at how you work best and then really put those things that are important. We've got you know, exercising, doing certain things, we've got that on the calendar, and those really, we try to make those our non-negotiables. Absolutely, and I, um, I'm a very organized person, sometimes mm -hmm. to my detriment, so I try to be a little flexible, but I have, um, I have a day routine, the way I start my day every day with my exercise. I empty the dishwasher every morning. I get things organized and get my daughter off to school, but I mm -hmm. also have a a workday startup routine. How do I start my workday so that it, mm. it's planned out for me so that the things that I can manage 
are condensed into periods of time like you talked about and really making mm-hmm. sure if I'm having client meetings, I also plan work time into my days. I allow, um, I allow people to schedule time with me for what I call get-to-know-you chats, 30-minute chats mm-hmm. on the phone. But I keep sections of my calendar blocked for work time so that I mm-hmm. can get things done. And then I schedule that time with myself for what I actually need to get done. It, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference in making sure that you're not just you can get sucked into the rabbit hole of email and social media trying to check your pages and half the day is gone. And so you have mm-hmm. to manage that time and man- to manage your own sanity and actually make forward progress on things. So that's how Absolutely. I like to look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I turned off all my notifications so that they don't keep dinging at me. So I definitely <laughs> try to get better about not popping in and out of email and doing all those things. Um, so it really helps. So let me ask you, let's just shift the the conversation just a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, marketing is a term that's used a lot of the time, and I think it means different things to different people. So what does marketing mean to you? Okay, I'm really glad you asked that question because marketing, I think, is sometimes the most misunderstood field. So I will Mm -hmm. say this, a lot of people think marketing is flyers and postcards and ads on television or ads on social media or emails. To me, marketing is a larger subject. Marketing is a strategy. It's understanding the direction you want to take your brand, your product, your entire company. And how do you want to get there? What is your roadmap for success of getting there? It's about understanding how you're going to talk to your people. And when I say talk to your people, it's not just talking to your clients or your potential clients. It's talking to your internal clients, your employees, Mm -hmm. your contractors you work with. That's where the integrated comes from. It comes from this approach of integrating your messaging, integrating your belief system, your core values, your vision into everything you do and the way you touch and interact with people. I like to say that there are major brands in this country that spend millions and millions of dollars on advertising, and they don't Mm -hmm. change their message all the time. And we need to learn from that as entrepreneurs and small business owners. We don't need to change our message all the time. We need to stay true to that, and we need to make sure that everyone that's communicating about our brand, product, or company is on that same page with us. And to me, that's marketing. Marketing is looking at where do you want to position yourself in the marketplace, how is the best way to attract new business to yourself, and how is the best way to keep the business that you already have. So it's a lot more than a tweet or a post or an email. It's about a strategy that you integrate into everything you do in how you're going to put yourself out there for the world to interact with you. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what marketing is. Yeah, no, I, I really like um, I really like that, and I really like it being a strategy. So, how do you have a conversation with people, or or do you um, that so many people um, say that everyone is their client, and while everyone could be a potential client, and what they have may serve everyone, um, I know that. 
we can't successfully serve everyone and have, if you have that broad of a message, you're not going to reach anyone because no one's going to see that. So mm -hmm. how do you get people to narrow their, their message and really so they're attracting the right clients? And I always say repelling the ones that really aren't their ideal clients because that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that, you have to do that because those people can suffocate your business. What I like to tell people is, now there are, there are a lot of people out there. So say someone said, all women are my clients. Mm -hmm. That's okay. If, if you honestly believe that all women are your clients, you still have to break it down. Because you mm -hmm. cannot talk to the 70-year-old woman and the 20-year-old woman the same way. Mm -hmm. They're, what appeals to them what draws them to your brand is going to be completely different, just like the 40-year-old woman in the middle is going to be completely different. But I think one of the things you have to do is when you start to segment, then you have to really dive into how is that particular segment of your audience going to work with your product? How are they going to use your service? And start to dive into what do they look like? It's almost like creating an avatar of your client. But the other thing I like clients to do is really look at who is your client truly. You may say any woman can use this brand, but most of your clients fall in an area. You're not typically going to skew in a 50-year 50 age range or across <laughs> all socioeconomic. It just, that's, you know, maybe right. Coca-Cola can do that. But we're not doing that as entrepreneurs and small business people. We don't have the bandwidth to do that, nor do we have the 100-year-plus history. So you have to start to figure out who is your ideal client based on who your client already is, and then what works for them and how to talk to them. Um, I do something called message maps where I really help people map out what they do. What is the terrain they're going to cover, the problem that they're trying to solve with that target audience? How do they get there? What vehicle, style, and tone they're going to use when talking? We talk about building their base camp, the core story that makes their product or company or brand unique to that target audience and that problem. And then we talk about trail markers, those supporting points that people can use to build the story with a potential client that takes them all to the ultimate destination, which is the mindset you're trying to create. You can only do that if you break it down into workable segments. You can't do that for all women, but you could start doing it for the 20-year-old woman, the 40-year-old woman, the 70-year-old woman, and treat them different because the problem's going to be different, the, the style and tone you're going to use is going to be different, and where you want them to go at the end is going to be different because you may want them to buy certain, certainly certain different ways. So I think it's about having a conversation of really understanding what your customer looks like not just guessing or lumping everyone into the same group. Mm -hmm. I like that, and I like the way I hadn't heard the term, um, heard that before, create a, a message map. Um, mm -hmm. So what kind of challenges do you get from people when you um, are getting, sitting them down to do this? And I know if you're working with someone, they're committed to doing it, but putting it this way also sounds like it's a different way to approach it or think about it, and often when we get people to do that, then we get some pushback or um, you right. really have to get them to shift the way they think about it. You talked about mindset. So what kind of challenges do you get and how do you get people to move past that and really get into action? One of the challenges is people can be a little resistant 
mm-hmm. because it seems like a step back for them. Because most entrepreneurs and small business people say, I know my brand, I know my customer, I just need to get going. And so I do one of two things. I certainly introduce all the topics to them, but I have different kinds of clients that interact with me in different ways. But in in a lot of cases, I have retainer clients where I'm doing everything for them, strategy Mm -hmm. right through completing stuff with them. So sometimes we'll actually start with some things that are easier for them to handle the completion of, small projects to get them started. And then I will do some of the other strategy stuff laying in behind and over top of that. And then they start to see the method and how it helps Mm -hmm. them. I have clients who will say, I don't know what I'm going to say at this. And we know that they have a message map. And I remind them, pull out your message map. Look at it. Let's go through it again. Let's see how it works. Or they'll ask me to write an email campaign and say, where did all this? This is so fantastic. How did you come up with this? And then take them back and say, it came right from here. I'm saying the things we agreed to. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times what I have found is, and and I had to learn this for myself, is I can tell you all kinds of amazing things about marketing. It's what I went to school for. I got graduate degrees in it, all this experience. Or I can show you and teach you and help you evolve to become more comfortable with it. Because Mm -hmm. if I just lecture someone, whether you're mark- doing marketing, you're doing technology, you're designing online courses for people, if you just lecture them, they're going to turn off to it. If you lead them to it and show them how it benefits them and how it can help them, and you do it in a comfortable, safe environment, then they don't get nervous about it. They don't fight back on it, and they start to see the power of it, and they start to see the power of shifting their behavior. So I, I believe that working with clients is not a, a one-and-done project thing. It's building a long-term relationship with people where you build a mutual trust, and you're able to do that. You're not just making sales. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how my philosophy works. If somebody doesn't get it, I help them figure it out and get it along the way. And there are sometimes where maybe I'm not their cup of tea, and that's okay. And then we part ways, and they go do something else. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's that's fascinating, and I love the way that you um, really outline it and – Make it, really, make it really clear. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, um, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, marketing ROI because I think a lot of people look at marketing as um, something that's intangible, but I think you can get very tangible results from it. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Okay. So we'll, when we come back, we'll do that. And I'd love you to think about an example of a client who used your process and the kind of results that they've gotten because I think that also helps people give a real visual about um, what's possible. So stay tuned. This great. is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. 
I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today in our success interview, we're talking with Amy Matthews, the founder of Amy Matthews Integrated, and we're talking about marketing and um, really, I think, building your business the smart way. Before the break, we talked about how Amy works with clients and how she gets them to really look at the process and really get clear on what they're doing and how to build and grow their business. And I'd love to ask you, Amy, because I know a lot of people um, you know, ask how they can measure the ROI of what they're doing. And I think you and I, just on based on the little bit you said, I think we probably have somewhat of a similar perspective on ROI because I always tell people when they're networking, people are looking for free events. And I always tell mm-hmm. people, you know, there is no such thing as a free event because your, your time is the most valuable, precious commodity that you can never get back. So, you know, just because you don't pay physically dollars to go to an event, you're spending a lot of, of you know, it's costing you a lot. So I would love your perspective on how people can measure ROI in marketing and the best way to look at that. And I take a different kind of viewpoint of ROI because I've done ROI throughout my career in many different ways. I, um, coming from the corporate world, we focused ROI in the traditional sense, very much on return on a monetary investment. Mm-hmm. But as a small business owner and entrepreneur, it's so much more than that. First of all, we don't have 100000 and million-dollar marketing budgets. And although I've managed those and done that, in some ways I think our budgets are so much richer than that because it's our time. It's how we mm-hmm. invest in our company and the direction we're going. And a lot of entrepreneurs can get very frightened about making a mistake Um, I don't see mistakes and failures as a negative ROI. I see those as tremendous learning opportunities of where to go Mm -hmm. next. And from a marketing standpoint, 
because of the way things work when you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you have to do a lot of trial and error. We can't go out and hire major market research firms. We have to build those things on our own. So it's about understanding, like we talked about before, about your customer, making some extrapolations about who they are. And then it's about going out and reaching them. But to your point about networking, which is really interesting to me because I've, I've been to those free events and figured out that those four hours were a huge drain of my time and mm-hmm. that I was better off paying for an event than going to a free event. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you're in the right room. And the same goes with marketing. You want to make sure that you are in the right place. Let's take social media, for example. You can do a lot of marketing on social media for not much money. Marketing that mm-hmm. when I started my career, nobody could do. That All those things cost a lot of money. But you have to balance it and be very careful. How long does it take you to design the ad you're going to run? How long does it take you to figure out the system? So that you don't spend a whole lot of time doing those things and not include that in your return, say you're trying to sell directly, you may have a positive outcome that you have more sales than you spent on the ad. But if mm-hmm. it took you three days to make it and your hourly rate has to be factored into that, you may have lost money. So you have to approach things. And that's where I think it really comes into play to make sure that you're bringing the right people to the table with you. I know that this phrase has been said a lot by Sandra Yancey from eWomen Network, which is, do only the things that only you can do. And that resonated so much with me early on in my business, and it still does. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my clients about that, about making sure that you don't spend three days designing ads and doing things like that, that you're going after the things that work best for your company, and that's the kind of return on investment you want. You want the sales Mm -hmm. that don't take you so off track. So I think that that is a good way to look at ROI. You still want to look at your numbers. You want to know your numbers, and you want to know how much something costs you. A lot of entrepreneurs and small business people can't begin to tell you what they spend marketing dollars on. So that's Mm -hmm. the other thing I would say, is at the end of the year, if you haven't had a strategy and you're just spending marketing dollars, you have no clear path to a good return on your investment because you might be sponsoring a Little League team and you might be buying an ad in a small local publication or you might be attending a conference. But if you're doing all that without an overarching strategy and message, you're really wasting your money because you're not creating impressions with people. You're not building that no like trust factor that's mm-hmm. going to bring them to finally buy from you. You want to build that relationship over time so that then what you have is a long-term client that can be truly profitable for you and that you can truly help. And that, to me, is return on investment. I I like the way you put that. Um, And I I wrote down what really struck me with what you said is is creating impressions. Because I like a lot of times when we're marketing, we're really throwing darts at a wall, (laughs) you know, blindfolded, standing on our heads. So we know we're never going to hit the target, but we hope we do. And I I think that also, um, you know, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, just think about hiring an amateur. Because... 
you know, oftentimes, I mean, you really get what you pay for. That doesn't mean you mm-hmm. have to hire the most expensive person, but you're going to get things done right. You're going to get them more quickly. They're going to be more in alignment. Um, I think when you try to do things, sometimes we try to do things really inexpensive or do a lot of trades. And yeah. I think when we do that, um, we discount the value and the worth versus actually learning to exchange money and you know, really get that, that energy going and really work in our zone of genius. We're doing things that we could pay someone you know, not that much to do and we're doing them ourselves instead of getting out and doing the sales and doing the things that we can do to really build and grow our business that no one else can do. And then we're saying we're not successful and we're not making any money. Well, we're not setting right. ourselves up to do that. One of the things that I, that I find being an entrepreneur, having left the corporate world, is, that I find the most interesting is everyone believes they know marketing because we all consume marketing constantly. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you the number one lesson I've learned is that all of us as business owners often are not good at marketing ourselves. Even as a marketing professional, we marketing professionals often talk to other marketing professionals because we're too close to it to see. Mm -hmm. What I may be able to instantly see a path and a direction for profitability for a client may Mm -hmm. appear blocked to me as the owner. And so we have to get out of our own head and think to ourselves, we hire an accountant, we hire a lawyer, we want someone to hire us for what we're special at. We need to make sure that we're doing that and using those resources. And there, you know, let's face it, there are a lot of people out there that say they do marketing. And there are a lot of people out there that do a very good job at marketing. And you can have an education, you can have training, you can have on-the-job training. But there are also a lot of marketers out there who take a lot of money from people and never deliver. And that's probably one of the biggest obstacles as a marketer who doesn't do that and believes very strongly in delivering a quality product is to go in and work with people that have been burned in the past and helping them feel comfortable that it's okay to let it, the control of that go a little bit again, even if we start off small, even if they start off small with someone else, whether it's they want to start with me with a website versus a full retainer package or a small one-on-one package with me. I try to approach it again, that long-term relationship and helping them feel comfortable that they can let go a bit and it will be okay and that they'll get better than what they got before and that they'll get better than what they can do themselves because it isn't their forte. They need to be out doing the thing that they're best at and that's the way they'll make money. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that um, people being able to experience you makes it, it gives them the comfort that they're moving in the right direction, that someone really does understand who they are. And you know, that's one of the reasons that I love the Women Network community is you can really get exposed to people and get people to really be honest and help you in the different things that you're doing. And you know, they can tell you whether they, it's a, it's a great kind of sounding board for mm-hmm 
you know, how on point are you with your message? Another thing Sandra Yancey always says, which I love, is you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. Um, when mm -hmm. you talk about people trying to do the things for themselves, and we try to do that all the time. I've had some great ideas when I'm sitting there in a room all by myself, and then I go and share them with somebody else, and they say, well, what about this, 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 and this? Right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's that that's why... You know, I did something the other day, and somebody said, well, what about this? Oh, well, I didn't think about that. So it's important that we take that step back and make sure we have mm -hmm. a community or a support system that can help, help us see the things that we don't see that are right in front of us, because we'll be much more successful if we do that. Absolutely. And eWomen e e Network has been phenomenal for me in that way. It's helped me... Um, you know, coming back from being a stay-at-home mom and then easing back into my business, it helped me step into my own. Um, recently at a meeting, I decided that, you know, I'd come from the corporate world and I had long since earned my seat at the table. And those of your listeners who've been in the corporate world will understand that phrase, that when you're young and starting out, you don't get a seat at the table, you sit along the wall and wait for that seat at the table. And I stepped into my own and decided I was going to take it. I already earned that seat, so I was going to take it. And having that community of people is so incredibly supportive. But not only that, I have clients from eWomen. 75% of my clients come from eWomen, and I have never sold one of them. They are relationships that built and predominantly came from them eventually saying, how could I work with you or can you help me with this? Just because I listen to what they say, offer feedback and some suggestions, but never because I stood and sold to them. Always mm -hmm. I offered advice and help and because it's that kind of community and it has been extremely powerful in building my business. I love that. And it really is all about um, showing up and building that relationship. Um, I can't believe we're, we're out of time. Um, how can our listeners learn more about you and your business and connect with you? Well, the perfect way to do that is to visit my website. And that website is amilc.com. And on that website, amilc.com, they can learn more about my story. Um, they can see a cute picture of Mia when she was five if they want to see that. And I also, <laughs> I have, um, I run a blog. And so there are a lot of blog posts there with information about um, marketing and focusing on your business and all that sort of thing. And those resources are all right there and they're free. They're just for people to come and grow in their knowledge of marketing and how my take on being an entrepreneur. Perfect. And we will put a link to your website, too, on our podcast page with today's episode on um, our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page. So thank you so much. So what's one final tip or thought you can give our listeners that they can use and implement to help them start to really build, grow, and leverage their business depending on where they are? I think probably my number one tip, and it's the thing that I remind myself every day at the beginning and end of my day, which is you have to believe in yourself, especially when you aren't sure about what the next step is or whether you've chosen the right one. You have to believe enough in your abilities and your abilities to adjust if it isn't the right next step and that you can weather that and make the best out of it and make it into something incredible, whether it was the right step or not. So the belief in yourself 
I think has to be there more than anything else. I love that, and um, I love making it incredible, taking what you're taking what you're given and really turning it into something positive. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time today. It's really been a great conversation. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder session today, we're going to be talking about leveraging your message. I'm excited about today's conversation because I think there's a lot of people that talk about leveraging your message, but I don't think they really know what that means or even where to get started. Well, by leveraging your message, what we really mean is that coaches, speakers, and authors typically have one core message. It doesn't matter if you're a sales expert or a social media expert or a writing expert, whatever it is that that you do, whatever your area of expertise, you have one core message, one system that you follow that's successful and repeatable. And to leverage your message really means to take that core message and package it up in different ways to serve different clients at different price points and different levels of involvement. You may have um, an entry-level course or you may have entry-level clients that would really benefit from a do-it-yourself course. Mid-level clients that might want a multi-part web course that you walk them through. And high-end clients that might really want to dig in deep in a mastermind or a VIP type program. It's, the, the key is that it's all based on the same content 
it's just packaged in different ways and delivered in different ways to different clients. So how do people know where to get started? Because I hear over and over again, you know, I don't know what products to create. I don't even know how to create products. So they want to expand their reach, but they don't even know where to get started. Right. Yeah. We see a lot of um, coaches, uh, especially, but also speakers and authors in that situation where they're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, or maybe they've expanded to small group coaching, but that's the extent of what they have to offer. And really what helps is to have uh, a product strategy to really step back from your business. This is part of that thing where they say work on your business, not in your business. So step back from your business and look at what is the strategy that you have for developing products. Um, how are you going to serve those entry level basic clients? How are you going to serve those mid level clients? How are you going to serve those high end clients? And really look at what makes sense both for you, uh, what you like to do and what you're good at doing, as well as what the, your clients need and the process you have to, 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 to deliver to them. Um, it really, um, w one of the things that we do with clients is we create a product ladder, which is a visual representation of their product strategy. Really shows them uh, the, the entry level, mid level, high level products, looks at what the overall um, income from all those products could potentially be and how many people they could reach with their message. And so really that acts as a framework for um, growing your business because once you have a strategy in place then it's relatively easy to go out and create the products and allocate the resources you need to filling out that that strategy well and i know one of the things that's so powerful about that process that you take people through is that you look at what they already have and it's amazing how many people don't really understand what they already have. They've got bits and pieces, and sometimes there's a way that you can put it together. Sometimes there's a way you can add on to it, but that really helps. And also looking at what are ways that they can create a product and then leverage that and expand it. And when you have a whole process behind it, you can do it in a way that really makes sense to start building your revenue and expanding your reach. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's really, so easy to do for so many people. Let's say, for example, uh, you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. Could you package up that coaching into a multi-part web series that you take groups of clients through to sort of walk them through the process that you follow one-on-one -on -one in your coaching? So then once you have that multi-part program, could you then take that program and add on some one-on-one -on -one follow up coaching to create maybe a VIP program? So you can start to see how you've expanded from one-on-one -on -one coaching to now a webinar series and plus a webinar series and some add-on group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. So now you've got three products and you can just continue to expand that same way. So I love it because it's not recreating a lot of things, but it's really, again, leveraging what you've got, what you've built, what you're working on, and really expanding your reach in a way that makes sense to grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not, again, not talking, as Janelle just said, we're not talking about um, creating all sorts of new stuff. 
Um, that's an area where a lot of entrepreneurs have some difficulty and they, they start creating all sorts of things. They don't have a strategy and they don't stay focused. So the, the, really the key is to take that, that core message that you have and look at different ways to present that, that message so that more and more people can benefit from it. That's really the key. Well, and I think by doing that also, it really does help entrepreneurs stay focused because it's really easy to get you know, in that um, shiny object, you know, shiny, bright object or kind of squirrel and you're going in a lot of different directions because people are asking for different things. But by having a strategy, you can really determine whether it fits with what your vision is, what your plan is versus going down all these different disjointed roads. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's right on the money that, that you really want to stay focused on that. You know, and a lot of people ask us, so when is the right time to start developing products or start leveraging your time? You know, is it ever too early or, you know, is it ever too late? And and the answer that we give them that I, I always give people as well, if you have paying clients, it's time to start leveraging your, your yourself, your time and uh, your products. Um, you want something that you can give to existing clients as a follow on. So if you're doing one on one coaching, uh, a client comes in, you coach them for a certain period of time, and then they're finished. Well, let's create a product that or that they can move on to if they want additional coaching. You know, on, in that case, is there something higher end? Could you create a mastermind for them? Could you create um, some other type of, of product that enables them to go even deeper learn even more about you. VIP days are another one. There's just all sorts of options on that end. The other thing is you want to make it easier and easier for people to engage with you. So if you're again doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, that's great, but you may be too expensive for a whole lot of folks to take advantage of you. So uh, and uh, to take advantage of you and, and what you, you know. So instead of having that one-on-one -on -one coaching be your your first thing that you offer maybe there's something else that's at a lower price point that involves less of your time that you could offer to those folks once they've gotten a little taste of that then they may graduate into your one-on-one -on -one coaching so really you know as soon as you have paying clients it's time to start leveraging well and i know a lot of people have said they've tried coaching and it doesn't work and we've had a couple of conversations recently about that and oftentimes it's because the coach isn't matched properly to the person but by being able to try what you're doing at a lower price point they can really see the value they can really help determine if you're the right person for them to work with so i think it's a win-win all the way around it is and you know the, again going back to the the one-on-one -on -one coaching idea that you know, I I don't know. Everybody charges a different price, but let's say you're you're you know 100 to 150 to 200 dollars an hour. Um, that's a for a lot of people is a tough decision. Do they want to spend two to four to six hundred dollars on a couple of hours of your time, or would they rather have your you know quote unquote whole solution in a webinar? um for two to four hundred dollars you know it's a little bit easier solution for them it's an easier yes for them 
if they can get what they think is the whole solution. Now, you know, there's obviously things you can add on to that. You can do it for them. You can provide them hand-holding. You can provide them review and comment. I mean, there's all sorts of other things, but at least they get a taste of what you do for a lower price. Well, if you do the solution correctly, they're going to see how much value you're going to add, and you're going to get an opportunity to be sharing with them throughout that training what else you can do or some of the common gaps that people have so it's a great way for someone to really determine if you're the right coach for them absolutely and, and you know so so just sort of in summary i mean leveraging your existing content that's really the fastest and easiest way to grow your business it really can expand your business very very quickly and without a lot of effort on your part and the key is to really work with somebody who understands how to leverage your message someone um, sometimes we're too close to it. So find someone that you can work with, that you trust, that can take your message and leverage it into a number of different products. That's really the key. And, you know, I really encourage everyone to go to Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and let us know. We'd love to know, do you have a full product ladder? Do you know what your next products are going to be? Or are you still looking to put one together? And if you're interested in finding out what some of the options are, I invite you to send an email to Michael at TK the number two p.com and set up a call with him to see how he might be able to help you and look at different options. Again, that's Michael at TK, the number two p.com and join us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit and let's continue the conversation. Yep, thanks. I would love to talk with you. Please do email me if you have any questions at all. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I wanna thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.